It's big. It's black. It's about watches. Welcome to the Big Black Fun. And we are back, episode 2443. Uh, no, so, th- today it's 69, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I dropped you into that one. Uh-oh. Yeah, last week was 68. So I was supposed to. Uh, I was am not wearing anything. If you don't look under this table, there is nothing going on down here. Well, 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 the plan was nothing like, but don't socks, pull me into this trap. <laughs> nothing but socks and shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Sounds like my outfit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Winning a pooing this motherfucker. <laughs> Sixty-nine, Donald eh? it. Giggity. Yeah, that episode should have been just the intro, and you go giggity and outro. So <laughs> this week's subject: What is your favorite Bang Bus episode? No, <laughs> top five. <laughs> top five. At number five, we have Cindy. Uh, Cindy is a college dropout who needs to get across town. <laughs> what will happen to her? She doesn't have any cash on her. Uh oh! But we'll give you. A ride on the bag bus. <laughs> <laughs> Should we change jobs? <laughs> uh, All right. Should we be writers for pornographic movies? <laughs> really? They're so bad. Yeah. The act. Of writing I feel like a story is not the main selling point of a porno. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just listened to the first two minutes. That's I have this I really good idea about a chess master that's out of a job, <laughs> and he's just—it's just—it's just sex. It's just sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week's episode, we're going to build a 5K watch collection. We're yes. going to build a collection for 5000 Canadian dollars. So, this is always a very difficult subject. There's so, so many ways to go. I don't know if you guys did the whole, like, I bought two watches, I got one watch for five bucks, that sort of thing. I, I, I uh, yeah. Kind of we'll, did we'll that? See. Okay. Yeah. I went very Not balanced. Really. Very balanced, like, oh, a, like so a shitty IPA. Right, okay, you, you have my like, a, like a shitty IPA that Dimitri likes that says, oh, look at this. No, there's the date, right? They, they go bad within like two months IPAs. <laughs> exactly. You have to throw out the lenses. Oh, no, they this do. is garbage. <laughs> it's two days overdue. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, so building a five to watch collection. Me. But before <laughs> we jump into that, let's do a nice little wrist check. What are you wearing, Carl? Carl F. Booker, chronograph from the 70s, reference 9651. Very nice. Uh, movement, Lemania 1873. So like the best the best movement as per moon standards. <laughs> <laughs> moon has no standards. <laughs> okay, so Speedmaster went there just because, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. What are you wearing, Dimitri? Uh, I borrowed a watch from uh, uh, oh, yes. an acquaintance of mine. It's a Tissot PRX Quartz. The pricks. Wait, that's my shirt. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just helped myself in your room. Really, like that watch? It, it's it's a. I prefer. I, I'll be honest. I prefer the waffle dial on the yeah, on automatic. the automatic. Yeah. But I, I I love this watch. I think it's yeah, a fantastic. Like, it, 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 like it, it, we don't need to talk about it. It's been on the news like the whole year. It's so, been so, so the, the biggest release. The, the, of the quartz is the more true to form. Yeah, that's why I went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, a, PR, look, you can have the. Sorry, you can have the PRX that is in quartz. I think it's just called the Powermatic eighty. Right. Yeah, the automatic, right? Yeah. Is that just, yeah, but it's precise, but robust. They will put the, the standard Powermatic eighty movement that they put in every Swatch watch, right? At yeah. that price level. Yeah. So good movement too, but this is f- super cool. Very I cool. think the difference is that it's going to be a little bit thicker. And yeah. I don't know if it's going to fit the same way because this one fits fantastically. It's almost as thick as the bracelet itself, so it, it, it really sits very nicely on my hand. It, it, I got very lucky watch. too because the second hands on that one, look at it, ticks and it hits the box perfectly. <laughs> 
Yeah. I got very lucky. Sometimes they don't come as calibrated, but mine hits the ticks it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is uh, what I'm wearing uh, this week. Very, Beautiful. very nice. I like. I really like the bracelet also. Yeah, it is really excellent. Well, it is like part it of. Doesn't the watch, seem right? to be catching my 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 hairs, unlike a Vostok bracelet. Yeah, but it's like it, literally like it's like waxing my hand as I'm wearing it. <laughs> it's weird. Your left uh, left forearm has no no hair at all. Your right is fully <laughs> full of it. Full of yeah, it. I, I wear watches. That's true. So this week I am wearing my Tag Heuer Monaco Caliber 11 reference CAW211. So this is the Steve McQueen. So the one in the the blue, it is um, perfect to uh, King of size. Cool. You know the worst part? Is, uh, What's the worst part? Not the worst part, but something special about this I, I never mentioned. It Of all my watches, yes, it's top heavy. It is one of my more most comfortable watches to wear. It sits so really, well. Eh? Yeah, it really does. It sits very, very well. Maybe because it's top heavy. I also have a seven and a half. Uh, it almost well, has no lugs though like it's they're super short lugs right I think yeah, maybe super that's short a, lugs and it hooks a, right into it yeah. but it's very very comfortable in oh it's a fantastic fantastic watch yeah so that is what I'm wearing today so let's get into that $5,000 collection but before I just wanted to talk to you guys really quickly about the sale guys we heard about Gérard Perrego and Ulysse Nardin being sold to management by the Caring Group and now they are now an independent country, a company I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this. I know it's going to be a very interesting. Either they're going to explode and do really, really well, or they're going to fail miserably. It might be the end of it. Well, you're be interesting. You were telling me that the previous owner bought the CEO. Yeah. Oh, the previous owner, Gérard Perrego. Yeah. Yeah. They bought sold them for it. like no, but they bought them for like a super high price, and they sold it for a super I, low I price. I said sold. So what I'm saying is the 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 guy the last family who sold it to the caring group. Yeah. Sold it for something like 500 million euros. euros and now ended up selling it. Apparently, in the sales price, it was like 160. So they lost money, the caring group. But it seems like the CEO of the caring group spoke, ended up spending an hour speaking of their watch brands um, the whole year. Like they didn't really care about Gerard Perrego or Yves Nardin. Well, as the, as the head of the caring, it's a holding group, right? They yeah, put yeah. more of their focus on Gucci, which was another brand that makes them a whole shit ton of money. Maybe the watches weren't as... I think it's pronounced Gucci. Gucci, yeah. Gucci. I'm, yeah. Sure yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. We, we, we're knowledgeable. Yeah, we have, we have, I don't, I don't we're need to We're sophisticated. Read. We know things. Listen, I, I've read a book once. I've uh, worn sweaters yeah. around my neck. Uh, I, ha- I have a sweater vest. So. Yeah, going to school is important, but yeah. knowing about watches is importanter. Yeah, importanter. <laughs> importanter. <laughs> importanter. <laughs> it's a, a lot more importanter. <laughs> All so, right. Anyway, I think that that's a, a an interesting move. I am a big fan of both those brands. I think that they they risk to do some really great things. So keep up what you're doing, Gérard Perrego. We'll see how um, you need to get away a little bit from the Laureato. I think it's great, but that's all they're kind of leaning on. They need to come up with something more. Yulis Nardin, you're on the right track. I think everything they're doing is great. They just need especially some, especially in Florida. That's, that's their market, right? <laughs> Water. They do really well there. People. Yeah, <laughs> but these marine chronometers. I mean, the enamel dials that they came out with. Now they have the Ulysse Nardin Freak, which is in their high horology line. They have tourbillons. They're doing some really beautiful stuff. They just need to really market themselves a little bit better. Jara hmm. Perrego is very expensive, but they're kind of generic. People are just like, Neh. other than the Laureato, that's a stainless steel integrated bracelet sports watch. You can get a really good though vintage Jara Perrego. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I think you have, right? I do, yeah. And you can get some versions in the 90s, the Seahawk. They have some really great ones there. Seahawk. Yeah. That sounds like 80s. <laughs> Is it Seahawk or Smellhawk? Oh. 
We'll cut that out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start here. This is always a different, sub- difficult subject. There's so many yeah. mixing and matchings of what a perfect three-watch collection should be. I think that a three-watch collection should be able to carry you through. What, the what are you saying three-watch collection? It's a 5K. It could, yeah, be, okay. a, it could be a, a one watch, it could three be watch. ten watch. Yeah. Like, okay. It's money, not quantity watch. I, I went have three. with a three-watch collection. <laughs> Interesting. That I have needs more than to that. carry you through a different scenario of your day-to-day, the different events that you may frequent. You have three? I have two. I have, have 40. <laughs> five? Five. Well, okay. four. He's four. Not sure. four? To fit to fit the collection, is going to have to be four. Okay, to so hit four. The, to fit the price. So how do you want to cut this out? You want to do one by one after another? Yeah, let's do it. Let's no, do one. I think you should present your collection. Whole collection. Your whole collection. Okay, let's go. Because it's a it's an ensemble of it. I don't know. What did he pick a- before? And monologues are easier to cut, right? I can just remove Kevin. Yeah, like, you can. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Why don't we start? Who wants to go first in presenting their co- their their collection and why you built a collection that specific? Sure, way? I mean I could go. Sure, we can switch go, it start up. with I'll, you, I'll go first. Yeah, sure. Uh, so there's going to be a, a few kind of new to you watches for sure. You guys have not, I've not, I haven't spoken to them. Uh, I kind of approach this from a perspective: if I don't have any watches at all, and I, I want to build a collection from ground up, right? And I, I have like from my own, let's say. Uh, watch interest I need to have multiple watches for different types let's say of activities yep so this is kind of the approach that I took when I was creating this collection first one I think probably like the most let's say important one of the most maybe maybe one of the most important watches that I would have as a diver in my collection and the first one that I'm gonna go with and I tried to split it out by <laughs> half of a submariner <laughs> Half, the bottom half. half. Just the bottom. I don't need nine to three. I need three to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's when it's party time. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need an hour hand. Just keep Who me. needs noon? Just give me a second Six. hand. <laughs> yeah. Who needs noon? Who I, needs I, noon? I go to lunch. Right? Noon. I don't need noon. So my first, my first watch is a, is a diver. And it's an interesting diver. I discovered it for myself recently and I fell in love with it. I didn't want to... We talked about our shortlist in the previous episode, but I kind of want to put this on my shortlist. It's a Zodiac Super Seawall 53. Yeah, great. On a... Uh, on a on Do you a have metal. the reference specifically? Yes, I will, I, will, I, will, I will. It's Well, I don't have the SKU number. It's a Z09288. I don't know. Sh- I'm not sure if it's a reference as well. Yeah, that is the reference. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it comes on the Jubilee bracelet. Yeah, it looks great. fantastic. I, I saw it. I'm like, wow, this is excellent. Uh, and the reason also is that uh, that brand itself is super significant in the world of divers and murderers. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, oh, yeah. killer. That, that's why it was named like that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. named after a watch. He yeah. used it to commit uh, uh, his murders. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's Zodiac C- Super Seawolf. He was using double bonus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus. Oh my god! So the Zodiac started his first. No- <laughs> god damn! Yeah. Yeah. It was a segue to talk about the murderer. I don't care about the watch. <laughs> so this watch specifically, uh, Zodiac started making divers and they were one of the original brands that started to make skin divers specifically, watches, diver watches for the masses in the 50s. And it's called Super Seawolf 53 because that's pretty much when they started making them in the first place. Super Seawolf, super fun. Super Seawolf yeah. time, but the thing in 1953. They made the Seawolf in 53, but the Super Seawolf came out in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, this brand is very significant. I think the watch is just fantastic. I love the, I love the Jubilee bracelet in general on anything. So to me, it adds. I like that. I like how it's subdued. It's very elegant. It reminds me a little bit of the Zin 104 in the way it looks. Mm, and yes, the, yeah. crown, the crown has the same shape as the Zin 104 as well. 
um, a bit less tooly. Uh, I like the fact that it also has like little BB-58 kind of design style, right? You have the red triangle there at the top of the bezel. Yeah. So it's a 40 millimeter watch, 20 millimeter uh, uh, strap width, automatic movement. It's a in-house STP-1-11. It's a clone of a ETA-2284. Uh, it's uh, 200 meter water resistant. 300, it's a 316 stainless steel. You get that watch for about 1500 Canadian dollars, 1600 Canadian dollars. I think it's a good choice, especially you get into a brand that's historically significant. There are a lot of watches. It's also so a good chunk of your collection. <laughs> well, at 5K, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, but okay. so. But one thing, just before he says it's a clone, it's another company. The STP is Swiss Technology Production, and they're used by many brands. Sartre Ribial being one of them that I predict. The STP is a it's a it's a brand that's owned by Fossil, right? And they make a they make great movements. Yes. Well, they're just they're well, good the movements. Reason, they're reliable. The reason I yeah. said that is because it's kind of like so. Celita SW two hundred is a, a clone, clone of yes. the two two eight four. Yeah. That yeah. specific movement is yeah. an STP movement, which is an original, yeah. but it's it's a clone of a no. But I'm just great because yeah. you said in house, right? And that's why it's not. It's an STP. Yeah. It's a Swiss tech. Yeah. Then that. Yeah. STP itself is and it also makes else. it stand yeah. apart from uh, the other watches because I think 104 for example which will be similar looking to this will have uh, that time movement in, or Salita in there right mm. yeah. I think it's a Salita so, actually yeah. so your reference is the black full black with the red triangle on top 09288 yes. Yes. But, yeah. but I just want to point out there, they have Orange. some really nice colors Yes, they do, like, yeah. there's one with a baby blue I like bezel, blue. like faded baby out. Baby blue bezel back, that looks like backlight with the blue oh, dial. Yeah, That's there's also like nice. a out of stock, it was limited edition, like a full on baby blue. Yeah. That was nice too. So, two yeah. tone. Like it, they, they have a lot, lot of, of colors. I agree. So, yeah. so, the one thing I like about this watch really quickly is I think that they came out, Zodiac kind of revived itself recently and from the Fossil Group and they came out with that 53 skin diver kind of of, of, of iteration to it which had like a cream dial and a black dial. I didn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of that like vintage reissue. This one looks modern. Yeah, yeah, this is I a like good this. modern iteration of what they released in the, in the 60s there, yeah. the Super Seawolf and this was uh, has a lot of history like uh, it. Yeah. Kind of like Doxa. Maybe not as tooly as Doxa or like like seven hundred meters. Yeah, this is. I don't. I'm just saying anything. But this is a, a very nice. I think a dress diver, perfect dimensions too. I agree, uh, and I agree with you. Uh, the 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 bigger brother, it's the it's the Seawolf. Uh, Seawolf has slightly different design. I don't necessarily like the notches, the markings on yep. the watch on the dial. So it's like tr huge triangles at the twelve, at the six, right on all sides. Not a not a biggest fan. This one I really like. I think it's not tooly too much elegant not too expensive original historically kind of significant i would definitely consider this to buy as a as an alternative to like an spb 143 100%. right yeah so that's my uh, first pick nice Very so nice it's pick. about 1600 canadian dollars let's say let's put that up on the board Ching! yeah my second one and i think uh, it's just because I, I i i must have that in my collection i it's, it's super inexpensive it's a casio g-shock Classic G-Shock. I have the standard DW5600, mm -hmm. which is like a $70 Canadian watch, right? But I would go and pay 140 and get the same same exact watch, but it will be solar-powered, also with the atomic uh, sync. Yes. Which is basically like a perfect G-Shock. And I, I would also go for a standard. So the model that I would go with is a GM, GWM5610-1. Yeah. So it's a, it's a solar-powered with multiple functions, including the atomic timekeeping, 
and the same six. standard stuff yep. that you get in the regular G-Shock, right? Great. I, I, I would own that, and I, I think I might actually buy that. I, that I really, is the G-Shock to get. Yeah, I, I, and I, like, it's nice that you have, and I find myself, it's nice that you have all those crazy, cool-looking designs for G-Shocks. You have the Cassioke, you have this and that, you have the the reverse, not the reverse, but what's it called? The, uh, the reverse dial. Reverse panda, evil panda? No, the, no, no, the dial when it's... Uh, negative? Negative, negative, negative dial, display. right? Mm-hmm. But I find myself that I always go back to the original G-Shock because it's just, it's, there is a reason why it's the classic, right? It's, it's, it is a classic looking mm-hmm. G-Shock. And S- same reason with your Speedmaster, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, that's my second pick, 140 bucks. So I don't really, like, it doesn't really count. It's it doesn't really count. Pocket change. Well, it, if it, I don't pay taxes, does. if I don't pay taxes on on the Zodiac, I'll I'll get that with the, with the change. <laughs> my second pick, my sorry, my third pick would be another fourteen hundred dollar watch. It's a Frederic Constant, uh, and I, I really like their watches. Not sure if I would buy it my for myself, but it's part of my five K collection. I do love a good, nice dress watch. The one that I really like is the Frederic Constant Classic Automatic. Sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll restart. I'll restart. I didn't know he was going to do that. But this is what I need to show you. Check this out, Dima. Uh, so the watch that I... My sec, my third pick is a Friedrich Constant. It's a, a classic automatic uh, reference number FC-303MC4P6. Sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> it's FC-303MC4P6. Uh, Carl, you have a classic automatic, oh, nice. I think. Yes. I do really love that design. It's Roman numerals. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the type style of hands it is, but I also like the pattern. It's not a Giyoshe paddle, but it has like a almost like a waffle kind of dial going on there. Very very cool. I, I do like a nice dress watch, and I think this is this, great. Yeah, this absolutely. is a it's a fantastic offering for that price because unless I go and buy myself a tank, let's say a Cartier tank or like a <laughs> GLC, right? I, I, this is a good price to pay for a watch that you would wear occasionally and what's his water resistance on it it's probably zero no no it's great look what it is <laughs> what is it 60 six, meters six, 60 meters 60 meters eh? so, better than the speed master. Master. <laughs> <laughs> such a weird well 60 meters 680 and Constant is is a brand that's kind of increasing and increasing in value yeah. they've been producing really awesome things dude in they're the doing in-house years. fucking perpetual yeah. calendars and, and, and this one is this one also is an in-house movement it's a 4 hertz, 38 power reserve. It's called FC-303, automatic movement. Listen, for I think it's an ETA clone, yeah. It's it an probably ETA is, modified. it probably is. But for, yeah. uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous watch. I, 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 really, I really like yeah. that. So that's, uh, that's my second pick. I think this is, this is about $1,400. That's Canadian? your third pick. Third pick, sorry, yes. So I'm at about like 3000 let's say, nice. roughly. And my last pick uh, would be uh, a chronograph. Mm-hmm. For two thousand dollars, for $2,000 that I'm going to try to kind of sneak into because it's going to be $2,000. Can I bet? Can I uh, bet? US? I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. I'm thinking to take a bet. What is it? I'm going to bet it is my first guess is probably the Hanhart 408 ES. Yes, 417. Pioneer 417 ES. But Not 2100 US. Yes. So he's going to so have to <laughs> suck one down to get the discount. God damn. <laughs> if it, if it's that, wait, that's a trick. <laughs> is that it? How did you is get that, your rule? Is this is this why you have so many watches? A lot of money from behind. <laughs> I was like, with a lot of money. Yeah. So yes, you're right. This is uh, the watch that I would like, and I've been looking at this for a while now. We talked about it when we did the German episode. I, I love the Hanhart, not the Red Lion that this came out recently, because that one is a limited edition, also a bit more expensive and also unobtainable. Also, I don't like because it's also smaller and it's also TGV's design. 
Oh yeah, so I don't like that at yeah, all. That's true. I'm like no, no, uh, yet, but I nine. like the size. I like the size. I like the smaller size. However, this one, uh, it's just a perfect chronograph. It's the Steve McQueen. Yeah, it's it's better on all specs than a Speedmaster, and yeah. like uh, most watches, right? <laughs> Hell, yeah, yeah. Frederico says yeah. 10 more meters water Just, resistance. Yeah, my my, my G Shock is better than this. <laughs> 200 meters water resistance. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, more precise. <laughs> more precise. It's like a few seconds per month. <laughs> so, look, uh, it's it's it, exactly it was it was made popular by Steve McQueen, who used to wear this watch. It comes on a bund strap. It's a very unique looking chronograph. It's great with a like a red marking on the rotating bezel. It's, it's it's fucking cool. It's so it's fucking, fucking cool. cool. I, uh, very very cool. Can you forty two millimeter, thirteen point three thick? And I was talking about it before, right? When you go for a, a chronograph movement for a value that's less than fifteen hundred, you would go for let's say something like a Hamilton uh, Auto Chrono. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they use Celera uh, or Seiko or uh, Eta movements, which are big, and they're usually super thick. Like the mm-hmm. the Auto Chrono is like fifteen point five. Right and yeah, like I was saying, Yema also has a chronograph, also something like fifteen point five or sixteen millimeters, even like it's a brick. This is nice. This is a very nice, good shape, thirteen point three, bright, uh, excellent chronograph with a hundred meters of water resistant resistance, which is you know like not More than you enough. see that a lot on, and it's not a. I don't think it's a. Yes, yeah, it's a screw down crown. It's a lot of watch for that price, right? Like 2000 US? It's a lot of watch. It's a lot of watch for this price and it's historically significant. This is actually, um, and I was reading when I was doing the, when we were doing the German episode, I was was talking about Hanhardt. That specific watch, when it was released originally, back in the middle of the previous century, Mm -hmm. uh, the the vintage watch, this watch vintage is the most popular and sought after German watch ever. Yeah. So if you want to buy a vintage Hanhardt from that era, it is very expensive, very difficult to obtain. Hmm. So, uh, so your collection is like more like five and a half thousand dollars Canadian. Exactly. You <laughs> just snuck it in there. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, but, 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 I owe you, you owe me yeah, five hundred. Yeah, buddy, buddy, come on. But I mean, we didn't specify if it's Canadian or US, right? So I just or use or new. And, well, yeah. yeah. I also had another watch on my list, but it doesn't fit. Uh, I, I was gonna say I would get like a Hamilton Kaki Field Mechanical, but it's another yeah. four hundred bucks, right? Well, no, you remove your Casio fit. and. But I, I would, and, I would and, have a Casio it, because it, it, no Casio and no taxes, you could get it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I am assuming that you don't pay taxes because you always can negotiate the prices when you go to a dealer for sure yeah. and like if you know someone at the customs as well you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. if you have a guy the smuggler yeah. you know it's fine <laughs> I, know a guy. You I, I got a guy it, I got a guy you know it like in um, uh, Pulp Fiction Pulp so Pulp. yeah this is uh, uh, my collection I uh, I found that uh, when I was researching I found those two specifically the Zodiac and the Frederick Constant they were just like oh, wow I, I like I want to buy them so I didn't mention them on my shortlist, but like the pretty much those two specifically, the Zodiac yeah. and the Frederick Constant are definitely on my shortlist. They're excellent. They're a great to watch collection, even nice, yeah. nice collection, uh, Dima. Those are really good picks. You want me to go next, and then you finish us off? I will not I, finish I, you I, off. I, I, <laughs> can, can you finish me off? <laughs> Very selfish, you know. It's a two-way street. Yeah, you gotta always think of your partners as well. So we're, you, it's about we, giving we and sharing. Trick? You got to and receiving. So we're going to circle jerk. That's what's going yeah, on. Well, it sounds like you don't want to participate. Yeah, it sounds like it doesn't have to be a circle. It could be a square. Don't be a square. It yeah. seems to be square. That's what they say. Okay, so I'll go next. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> S- 
the year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the year you love was 1850. You, you the winter you, was harsh. It was and, uh, unforgiving. You sound like an audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with three watches, and I think that a three watch collection should be able to carry you through the different, you know, day to day scenarios, the different events that you may frequent. For example, I don't think. I would pick a dress watch solely because of the fact that even what though innovative way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that even though I work in a corporate world, I don't feel the need of a dress watch uh, anymore. I don't think it's no longer a necessity. There's so many beautiful sports watches out there that can be worn and dressed up. Mind you, there are billionaires or millionaires that need a perpetual calendar, master controller, ultra thin, moon phase, blah, 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 to wrap their wrist and to attend some bougie, bougie lobster dinner. That's corner office. Uh. Or an auction to like hunt exotic animals or humans. <laughs> so I know it sounds like a ramble and maybe I'm jealous and I wish I was on the other side of the fence. But that's not what I'm really trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that I think that it needs to fit one's style, one's overall lifestyle. And that's what I think you need to think of, guys, if you're building a watch collection. I can predict what Carl's collection. I feel that it's going to have a field watch, a lot of brush cases, probably no dress watches to boot. So to begin, I will break down my collection and what it's going to consist of. I do... You're so wrong about my collection. Ugh, I do dress up formally... Yeah, scramble. He's going to change it up now. <laughs> I, I do dress up formally for work, and so I did want something that was a little bit more subdued. I do love a great diver that allows me to wear outside by the pool. I do love chronographs solely because of the fact that I really enjoy that complication, the variety of chronographs that are out there. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my first watch. I also want to add that I've taken a little bit of a curveball as I've only selected micro brands to build my perfect three watch collection under $5,000. And I think that this is fun. I think it's fun. It is fun, but it's, it is also because you're there in your watch journey. I also want to offer the listeners I a different angle. But like for, for you, your approach with that, right? It's because yeah. you feel that you... I want to give them a little bit of airtime, yeah. a little of them, a, a little exposure. So I decided to go this round in a world that's saturated with saturated with price increases all over the popular brands, I want to give some exposure here to some of the incredible work that these independent micro brands are doing and give them the attention they deserve. So my first pick is from an independent watch brand based in the United States, specifically St. Louis. The name of the brand is called Manta. If you recall from our micro brand episode, you would remember that it was one of my picks and I wanted to, that I wanted to share. And as a brief introduction, this is a brand that founded that was founded by making watch straps that were customized specific for Rolexes and eventually other luxury uh, watch brands themselves called Everest. They also make leather watch rolls, valet trays, and other luxury products. They branched out and started making watches, and many are questioning whether to even call them a micro brand anymore. They carry a specific amount of prestige as their watches never go on sale. They stick to their mantra that they sell direct to the customers to keep the cost down instead of having retailers, and they make very beautiful, high-performing watches. Specifically, their Ocean King, where they had their bezel and bracelet with GlideLock clasp patented because that's how good it actually is. And the pickup I, want, uh, I wanted to share today is my all-rounder sports watch, an Explorer watch, whatever you want to call it, is the Nobel. It makes me think a little bit of an Omega Aquaterra vibe, measuring at 38.5 millimeters, a thickness of 9.7 millimeters, so quite thin, a distance 47 millimeters lug to lug, so that's very sweet spot, and 20 millimeters lug width, so you can change it up any strap that you like. It makes for a pretty sweet size watch. The date window located at the 6, gradient blue dial, my preference is the blue, but gradient dial, because they do have other colors. There's a silver or white and a um, gray. 
150 meters of water resistance, a glide loss bracelet with four micro positions, making it to adjust on those hot days where your wrist may swell up and change size. The watch is powered by the Caliber M22, which is a self-winding mechanical movement with a bi-directional rotor. It's manufactured, assembled, and tested in Switzerland, essentially a Monta-decorated Salida SW300. The Swiss automatic movement is hacking, hand-winding, and the date function executed at the 6 with a 4 hertz rate. It's a no-nonsense, do-everything watch that can also be bought in black, silver, and the beautiful blue that I've selected today. Finally, the company that created Everest watch straps, which are considered among the best watch straps in the world, can also give you an aftermarket rubber strap for this. The price is $2,242 Canadian dollars. You cannot go wrong with the watch. It's elegant, dressy, sport, and with 100 meters of water, res- 150 meters of water resistance, you can do everything with this watch. Perfect size, eh? 38.5 yeah. and yeah. 9.7 millimeters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is absolutely sweet. Spot. Also, what I've heard about that brand specifically from like YouTube uh, reviews and stuff, that they have a ridiculous quality. Yeah, yeah. The build quality is just unparalleled. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's my first watch. Now that we've tackled the do everything watch with no nonsense Monta, we definitely need oh, a diver in the collection. Say no but that was like almost half of your budget. No, two thousand two hundred and forty-two. Yeah, two and a half is your uh, say, almost half. Like a, it is why almost don't you half. Calm down? Yeah. Why don't you take a <laughs> little glass you, of calm you down? down? Take uh, a my glass, glass of calm is down. empty, man. Yeah, because you you need a new glass of calm down. Yeah, a full glass of. Calm so down. now that we've tackled the do everything no nonsense Monta, we definitely need a diver in the collection. Right now at two thousand two hundred forty-two, let's say let's add a little diversity, shall we? I wanted something to be dynamic, something that was utilitarian, something that allowed me to really take it to the water and not be afraid of anything that can be thrown at it. In fact, I wanted something that went the opposite of the Monta that's kind of dressy and luxurious. For this, which is also on my shortlist as a watch, I may perhaps pre-order, is the Tornik Ravel TR660. This watch comes with quite the interesting story and how it came to be. Could you please say the reference number again? Tornik Rayville TR-660. You can't even, the reference is fine. The I can't even write the name. I don't even know how they to only write Tornik Rayville. <laughs> so I'm they just only have one watch. Tornik Rayville, T-O-R-N-E-K, right. Rayville, R-A-Y-V-I-L-L-E. This watch comes with quite the interesting story in how it came to be. A brand that was obviously uh, closed for a number of years was revived by Bill Yao, the owner of Mark II Watches who has a base mantra of trying to revive beautiful old vintage watches that are true to form with a very high quality, fit for the modern lifestyle, yet no paying homage for vintage cues and designs that made the watch so beautiful. That's precisely it. It yes. looks to me like, like a, a unimatic model mm-hmm. of Uno. Remember the two guys from Italy? like, hey, you want to make a watch? No, yeah, it's me. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to make a watch? Yeah. It looks you? a lot yeah. like, okay. uh, looks a lot like um, uh, Blancpain. It does. Yeah. It does. And there's a reason why. So the because story is Blancpain that... Because is cool? What? Because Blancpain is cool? No, it's because... the here Here's the story. So the context is a great one. In the 1950s, Blancpain's 50 Fathoms outperformed other notable brands in testing by the United States Navy. Fast forward a bit, and the Vietnam War was in full effect. And the watches that they needed for the Navy's divers and demolition teams, the 50 Fathoms was their great choice except for the fact that it was Swiss and they had what's called Buy American Clause in the United States. So a clever Blancpain distributor named Alan V. Tornick devised the plan to work around that, the Buy America Act, and rebadged the Blancpains as Tornick Rayville. Tornick Rayville, Tornick being his last name, and Rayville inversing Villeray, where Blancpain was from. Mm. And he replaced some of the parts with locally sourced versions, 
which was difficult to come by. So essentially, it has a very big Blancpain 50 Fathoms vibes, a truly Thule aspect, unforgiving sharp lines, even kind of boring at times, a brush case that makes it feel a little raw. But I think that that's what makes this watch so beautiful and special. It has a water moisture indicator on the dial, like Blancpain typically has, reading right. 200 meters, and stark legibility from black and white contrast in the indices versus that dial. I like that Like your dial can tell you if like your watch is fucked up. Yeah, you got you look at it. You, go, you got moisture going on. Oh no! <laughs> but you got you got moisture going on, like your phone telling you I'm shutting down. Yeah. So as described, hey bro, I'm shutting down. So as described, the bead blasted case, dome sapphire crystal, wonderfully done to keep the vintage viewing angles. Lug width of 20 millimeters, not the 16 and the Belova that you shared in your unpopular opinion, Dima. In order to keep the price down, it has a Seiko NE 15C movement, which is easily serviceable at your local watch specialist. Dimensions of 40 millimeters for the case. 14 and a half millimeter lug to lug and a considerable 14 and a half millimeters thick, which again gives it a modern proportions for a vintage watch. I think the watch brings great story to any conversation for any watch geek, specifically anyone who's interested in vintage military style timepieces. The watch comes in at 1129 Canadian dollars. So you're at. So at the moment, I have a diver at 1129. I have a do-it-all watch at 2242, which leaves me a nice budget of 1629 Canadian for a chronograph. I'm really typically glad that I have this amount because chronographs often come at a cost. And since this is a three-watch collection, I wanted something that was that had to sit at the remaining amount of money. So $1,600 gets you quite a bit. The last watch I wanted to bring... Um, moved away from the Tornik Ravo, which was harsh, vintage kind of look, and I went into a brand that's a little bit more under the radar. I've heard of them before. I've seen their um, the GMT. Um, the brand is called Mayen, M-A-E-N. It was founded by two Dutch men. They have always been fascinated by the story of New York City. In 1626, the island of Manhattan was renamed to New Amsterdam after it was discovered by Captain Hudson on the Dutch ship Halve Mayen. Half Mayan, which means half moon. The Bronx, Brooklyn, Broadway, Harlem, Wall Street, Long Island. These were many more of the New York places that were known all over the world, but you didn't know that all these names actually came from Dutch. So the name of the settlement may have changed, but you don't have to spend a lot of time in the Hudson River Valley to see that the, the Dutch influence that it has there. So this is a, um, these, these two Dutchmen are located in Sweden, and they make really beautiful watches. They currently have a chronograph called the, Spy, uh, the, the Sky Master, uh, from which I've selected today a GMT called uh, the, which I've selected today. They have a GMT called the Greenwich, Greenwich, sorry, the Greenwich, Greenwich. I think it's Greenwich. Greenwich, and they have a diver called the Hudson NK4. But they, the, theirs is Greenwich. Greenwich, sorry, it's yeah. Greenwich. Yeah, exactly. Like Greenwich. The Sky Master, which I've selected, comes from an inspiration shared to the brand. S sorry to cut you there. Yeah, Dutchman working in. They live in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, with American-based name. Is that, like the, a, is, that the, is that like the Memphis again? <laughs> but why are you saying American-based Mayan? It's uh, Mayan, which means no, 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 Mayan. I was like, but like they have Brooklyn, they have Manhattan, they have Hudson. Yeah, right? because of the inspiration of yeah, the but, Dutch uh, there. Yeah, yeah, but they're Dutch in Sweden. Yeah, this is Memphis. American names. This is all Tiso Memphis. <laughs> That's like Memphis again. Yeah. You can look at it this way. So they 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 really look and at all the parts it how, are from Japan. <laughs> but I think it's how it's where the Dutch conquered. It's where the Netherlands first made their way over to it. So. The sea wasn't big enough. The Dutch came with this mentality 
in 19, on, on May 21st, 1946, KLM became the first continental European airline to start scheduled transatlantic flights between Amsterdam and New York City. So the Skymaster 38 is a tribute of this iconic flight that they actually had, the Douglas DC-4 Skymaster. So the watch... Which one would you go with? There's so many different uh, variations. The watch, the one that I would go with is the Panda. I think it looks great. So the yeah, diameter is 38 millimeters thick. The case is only 10.9 millimeters thick, include at uh, 12.9, including the glass. 47 millimeters lug to lug. Screw down sapphire, uh, screw down crown, sapphire crystal. Um, you're looking at a box dome hesalite, even sapphire if you choose. Waterproof. 5 ATM. It is a top grade at 2894. So that's a Swiss movement with 4 hertz, 48 hours of power reserve. And it comes with everything that you can want. 20 millimeter lug uh, lug to um, lug um, width that tapers down to a 16 millimeter. It's uh, super well priced, I think. Yeah. It's a beautiful watch. And I, I've heard of the brand before, but I forgot about them when I was doing my research. It's a uh, really, really. Good, it certainly good has an Omega Speedmaster feel to it. There's no oh, yeah. denying that. But if look at what you get for an automatic chronograph with a top grade ETA for one thousand three hundred and eighteen Canadian dollars. And I challenge anyone to please bring a chronograph at that price with a Swiss chronograph. They have a slew of colors. My favorite has to be that Panda dial, the Sky Master. So I really think that Mayen should get some more love. Looked at. I managed to see the Hudson in person. Very good quality watch. Prices are incredible. And that leaves me with 311 Canadian dollars left over. So I could either get a G-Shock. Hell, I could get a G-Shock. Or I can get a really nice watch roll to complement my three-watch collection. <laughs> uh, look at you. Also Accessory. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So that is my micro brand. I just wrapped my, all my watches. In Everything you picked was a micro brand, eh? I did it on purpose. I mentioned yeah. that at the beginning. I think you got up. I said that I went with my Yeah, I just brand. stopped listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, enough, I said I like want to go with a micro brand. Whenever, whenever it's not about me, I'm not, I don't pay attention. <laughs> so that's my collection. Carl, do you want to run us through yours? Yeah, me. It's a two-watch collection. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> um, the first one, I think, given you have it or used to have it, it's a Stowa, Stowa, the uh, Marine Classic, but in 36. I still have that. Yeah, 36 or 40, 40? I have the 42. 42. But I don't have the Marine Classic. I have the Marine Original. Okay, so it means Marine Classic 36. So mine's a little bit different. I have the more vintage movement. I have the Unitas movement, hand wine. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's the uh, Marine Classic yeah. 36. Very nice. Uh, I've seen it in person. I sold a watch to someone, and he came, and he was wearing that watch. Oh, Interesting. Did you steal it for him? No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, Showa Marine Classic uh, comes at seven hundred and forty uh, euros, so thousand thousand one hundred Canadian. Uh, it's a glossy bright white lacquer dial, uh, tempered blue steel spades and uh, black Arabic numerals. It's the design is pretty much uh, historically accurate from the uh, ship clocks. So uh, Marion chronometers that uh, Kevin loves so much. That, that's his thing. He only wants that. Uh, <laughs> there's two options. You can get 36 like I choose. There's also a 40 millimeter case option. Um, you can also choose between um, uh, different tiers of cylinder movement. For sure, if you take the higher tier, it's a bit more pricier. For this, at that amount of money, that's the quote-unquote base version. Um, and the base, base version is hand-winding. The better version is automatic. So it's 36 millimeters. The thickness is 11 millimeters for the automatic. Lug-to-lug uh, -lug is 44.6. The lug width is 18 millimeters. Um, 
this the movement I had was is the uh, Silta SW two hundred. So that's a these Silta movement, pretty much robust. Uh, it's, 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 in every, it's in everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, in watches. In watches. Yeah. It's in, not in and computers and planes and I don't have that movement in my cell phone. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you have to shake your phone to uh, make sure it has yeah, power. I have to charge it. <laughs> my phone is an Quick, automatic. Spin it. My phone has an automatic battery. I have to shake it every day to charge. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> when were you younger? Did you had one of those uh, flashlights that you had to like masturbate Look, to? I'm so power? old. I'm so old. I don't remember when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> you, Kevin, you had one of those uh, 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 flashlights that you had to shake, like masturbate to have some power in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, water resistant, 50 meters. So it's as good as uh, Speedmaster. You can go to the moon with this. I mean, 50 meters is like where the resistance starts at. So <laughs> it's, it has resistance. Yeah. <laughs> you just put a watch in a, in a case, it will have that resistance. Uh, yeah. So so I just think that, that um, like at 36, it's really, uh, it's a marine chronometer like design, but can all technically also be like a, a dress watch it fits ri- kind of at, at that size it could fit really easily uh with a suit right into most events let's say so that Stova for me was the uh yeah let's say more subdued more classic looking watch just a quick comment i at some point had it on my short list uh, mm-hmm. but i removed it um, I don't remember why because I think something else I, like I went into the divers but yeah. at some point I was going to buy that before I bought my Speedmaster this was on my short list that mm. specific watch with small seconds uh, the one the version you looked at uh, no 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 small seconds okay no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful watch yeah so my version is really really uh, right okay so yeah okay I get it yeah and 36 is a perfect size too yeah yeah. Uh, 36 is it's because he went with the, the Marine Classic not the Marine Original but uh, they have a Marine Classic also with a small <coughs> seconds. That's their original. But it's called Classic. classic? Yeah. Okay. I, I think they have an original uh, also. Yeah. But there's two versions of Marine Classic because you can like upgrade the movement, right? Mm-hmm. You exactly. Well, it's 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 the more it's the Unitas movement. It's not a modern movement. It's that pocket oh. watt dial one, but right? Is it? Is it? But I don't, I don't know if it's Unitas because it's only thirty six. Is it? We need uh, uh, in the thirty six, you can get the Silida SW two hundred or the Eta twenty eight twenty four. Hold on, the Marine. Look at it right now, the Marine. You 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 got the original, right? The original, which was yeah, it's different because you have the Marine Classic. It's thirty three. Oh, there's no thirty six millimeter original. Sorry. Okay, so there's only classic. Yeah. Because because that the the, the Unitas movement is a big movement, right? It doesn't yes. fit into the thirty six. Yeah, and that's the one I have. I have the forty one millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, that, I have that one too. It's yeah. a good movement. It's loud. Like it's nice yeah. in my in my in my Laco. Yeah, that's my Marine original. Yeah. So that was my let's see. Small watch, nice, yeah, right. Um, but that gave me a budget of three thousand nine hundred Canadian left. Okay, <laughs> and with that, I went with a Grand Seiko. Oh boy! Ooh. Okay, so S B G N zero zero five. Okay, the quartz one. It's a quartz. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's the nine F eighty six. So uh, that's the GMT complication of the yeah. quartz with date. Yeah. Uh, it's the best quartz, right? At plus minus ten seconds. Per year, so also yes, better than Speedmaster. Sorry, is BGM zero zero five? Yeah, yeah. SBGM zero zero five. It's uh, with the steel bezel with the uh, twenty four hours and the yep. blue uh, dial with the red hands for the GMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's excellent. awesome. Yeah, so it's really like when you start looking at the specification and everything, it's so much watch for that money. Yeah, no, absolutely. <sighs> they grow their own quartzes on this, right? <laughs> that's insane, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty years they grow their own quartzes. Um, 
what's something too about that movement is uh, you can move the uh, ends without stopping the uh, watch from se setting his local time. Right. Right. It's true GMT. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. That's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, so it's stainless steel uh, case. It's um, a 39 millimeter case. Sorry. Lug to lug is 46. Thickness is 12 millimeters. Um, you know the the only thing that this the only thing that I wish this watch did I wish 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 they had an exposed case back for the movement for the mm. quartz movement yeah look at that movement it's pretty cool it, yeah. I wish they had that I would totally buy that yeah, yeah. I agree um, dual curve sapphire crystal yep there's entire reflection coating uh, in the inside Lumbrite on the ends and indices um, the well the clasp is a three uh, three fold uh, version push button I don't know if it's really important. I'm guessing that's the standard for Grand Seiko as well. Um, 10 bars and 149 grams. So it's not um, too light nor too heavy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a different different value proposition to that of the Explorer 2 by Rolex, which looks very similar with that steel GMT bezel. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would say, oh, it's, a, it's like a Explorer 2 competitor. Yes. I agree. I love this blue. I think it's great. <laughs> well, it's an Explorer 2 competitor for half the price third of the price yeah, it's a quartz yeah. but they have an automatic version of this it's about 7 so it's a little bit cheaper yeah, than the Explorer 2 which have is you seen it in the watch? this one? yeah I, have, I don't remember I don't think so I have yeah it's excellent Beautiful. but at 39 millimeters, we've seen like it we've seen it together we were but all this specific or different color I think no we've seen this this this, this specific one? color yeah we didn't see the limited edition so the limited edition if you guys look at this line the SBGN there is one that has a star underneath the GMT Yep. And that one is limited edition, and it's actually a little bit more accurate. So this one is 10 seconds. I think um, the accuracy is 10 seconds a year. Yes. Yeah. The The one with the star is two. <laughs> so, yeah. Why? It's limited. Because but but that's, yeah, but they have that, yeah, the, yeah. Because we have better quartz. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a more accurate version of the quartz. Like, yeah. 10 seconds a year is not even a second a month. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, but that's 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 what they have. So if you look at it, it has to have a star underneath the GMT or on top of it. I don't know. There's a star. That's the only thing we need to yeah. understand. If from you see that a star, direction. you're like, that's a really good <laughs> quartz one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What's the difference in pricing when you have a star versus? I'll, I'll go find out right now. I'll check right now. This their website. They changed it now. They went to okay. The watch finder. I'll find it. There you go. And then I'll go driving system quartz. There you go. So their GMT. I don't know if they have any more. They're all, none of them have the star. None of them. Oh, this one has the star. So <clears throat> this one has the star, as you can see. Under the GMT. Yeah, it's limited to 1,200 pieces. The SBGN007. And uh, this one is, sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. Not two seconds. Five seconds a year. Still half of the year. It's half of the year. It's 50% better? 50% yeah, better. And this one is 3,900. Same price. Hmm. Hmm. You have to like it though. I don't like it as much. Black and yellow. Well, there's no bezel. This one has the GMT inside it. Yeah. So it's a different line. This yeah. is BGN, but um, the one that has the bezel that you like, SBGN. 005. Yeah, there's no limited. They have the SBGN yeah, 003 or 005. You know, it's, it's a standard sport. Uh, sport. But collection. like, if you look at the black one, the SBGN 003, that is very Explorer 2. Yeah, you know that's a good competitor. I like this watch, and I've read a lot of Worn and Wound's best collection for five grand. A lot of them have this because it's your do-it-all watch. You could get this and be done. You're like, yeah, it's quartz, but who gives a fuck? It has it's like the best quartz in the world, literally, literally. So, so yeah, that was my two watch collection. It was pretty light, uh, as like this Tova and this. I think yeah. it's really 
bare bone as a collection, but I feel like I can do pretty much everything. I think it was great because, you know, you went with some that are maybe a little bit more under the radar. Dimitri went some picks that are more popular that people might know, except for that handheart. I think that's under the radar. And I went entirely with micro brands. So I think it gives everyone a nice view of what you can find out there. I think Zodiac is pretty under the radar also. It's still there, but it's sold by Teddy Baldazar. It's there. It's getting popular. It depends right? on where you sold your by radar, Hodinky. Right? Hodinky sells them, right? Hodinky sells everything. Yeah, Hodinky sells everything. Know, I went with uh, sell Apple watches. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I went and, some, and travel uh, clocks for five k. Six, <laughs> six. Wow. Oh, you, well, now, now, US. now that, that's I, too much. I sit correct. I was good at five. I was really uh, six is too too much. much. So, guys, I think that was a really good episode. Thank you for your picks there, and for guy, everyone out there, uh, let us know what you are perfect uh, 5K. 5k collection would be so that was a that was a, a short 69 a short 69 we will see you next week ciao right, cheers so if you enjoyed this episode please reach out to us on big black clock official on instagram or email us at big black clock team at gmail.com send us your pictures corrections ideas insults and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review with of course the caveat that we can afford them as always be good to each other eat good food have some drinks for those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.